because I've got this editing, editing down, editing thing down. That's what you thought before. There was and then that. You lost everything, but you got it back. So yay that. I did, and you know, I think I'll uh, mention that as an I'm so sorry. <laughs> so you know, let me just do that now. So I'm so sorry that last week. There was like dead air unless you forded ahead 45 minutes and then hit the disclaimer. I'm a moron. I realized what I did in the editing process. I will never do it again. And I fixed it. <laughs> and there we are. I'm glad you fixed it. Me too. Yay. Yay. But think about it as a nice meditation. So for those of you stuck at home, which is pretty much everybody, you can just listen to that dead air and just meditate until you hear the disclaimer. And then you can be like, yay me, I just <laughs> meditated for 45 minutes. There you go. See, it's a public service, except that's no longer out there. Now it's an actual really funny episode, Better and Pedantic, which I'm very proud of. It actually, it actually is a really funny episode. <laughs> <laughs> Once I figured out what the fuck I was doing, it came out nice. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's good. Yay. Well, okay. Let's get started. <laughs> Welcome to the Always Never Write podcast, a podcast with adult ingredients and a member of the Podfix Network. We are a target podcast for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age and wondering how the fuck that happened. Hello, everyone. I'm Jill Farrell. And I'm Dina Biggs. And on tonight's episode, we're going to talk about social distancing, hunkering down, working from home, and all the other collateral damage of this global pandemic that we are living through because it's Gen Xers, why not the Cold War and pandemics and all the other fun it's our stuff? Thing, man, it's just what we do. I'll try not to be a downer, but it, we're nothing if not topical, which is why I brought up the Cold War. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's exactly right because that's so now. Go me, me and my overalls <laughs> in the Cold War. We're all topical tonight. We're not. We're going to be even more topical than usual, but um, I'm going to shut up. And Jill, what are we drinking, my dear? You know. I started thinking about this when we talked about doing this episode and, and remember when Tito's vodka had that statement about like not being a hand sanitizer, <laughs> but it can be part of a delicious beverage. So tonight we mixed it into a Tito's perfect pair. I found the recipe on their own website and it's called Tito's perfect pair. It's Tito's vodka, elderflower liqueur, which we both love oh. club soda, pear juice and lemon juice. And I admit I took, my Tito's and I infused it with pear. I put a little bit of pear in it, let it soak for a while, made it even better. And I found like an affinity for pear beverages. I don't love pears themselves because they're kind of gritty, but I actually love the flavor of pear beverages. What do you think, G? I love this. I did what you did and I jammed like an entire chopped up pear (laughs) into like 12 ounces of Tito's on Friday, (laughs) just for today. Um, (laughs) And then I ate an entire other pear because I do love pears. Um, Did you eat the vodka pear? I, I I found a vodka that was an apple pear combo, but um, I didn't get to the uh, liquor store this week. I had to no, go to. I meant, did you eat the pear that you soaked in the vodka? <gasps> oh, I get you now. I have not yet because there's still a little bit of vodka left. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like mine. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Like I thought about making like a pear puree and I thought, what could I do with that? But I you think can, it's going to be way the fuck too strong. Cause I soaked my vodka for like a week. You can mail it to me. <laughs> That'd be funny. I, I'd totally, I'd like eat a pear. And oh my put, God. You could give it to John the Brit and be like, taste this delicious applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he would kick my ass so hard, <laughs> but I could take him. Who am I kidding? Maybe, maybe you we'll do that. Take him. 
Especially because he doesn't have a spleen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with that. Oh, should we start with that? Okay. Yes. <laughs> John the Bleen. John the Bleen. <laughs> John the Brit is immunocompromised because he doesn't have a spleen. Let's talk about that. Da na 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 Little shout out to Red and Link. There we go. Okay. Um, Yeah, we. It was really funny because actually his mom um, messaged earlier this week and was like, "Are you letting him go out and do anything? Because he really needs to be isolated because he has no spleen." And we're like, you know, we thought about the fact that he's also a lifelong asthmatic. (laughs) Because if I'm gonna go dork, I'm going whole dork. Heck (laughs) yeah, just get all wheezy. I. But, but, you know, like the, John the Brit himself even said, you, you dating an IT guy geek is a good thing because they played a lot of games in their lives, meaning they know how to use their hands. So And they did nothing but think about what they would do when they got a real girl. That's right. So it's been a very happy marriage. Um, but, <laughs> so, yeah, so he's a lifelong asthmatic with no spleen. And he hadn't even thought about the spleen thing until his mom said it. And he goes, my mother, who's in her 70s and is technically in a high-risk group herself, is more worried about her 52-year-old son. And I'm like, well... Because you're the spleenless wonder, baby. But yes, let's. I have explicit permission from John the Brit to explain exactly how he lost his spleen. So we'll start on a high note. I would make you explain it even if you didn't have permission because it's completely awesome. <laughs> I know. So picture it. It's 1985. Sicily, 1985. <laughs> <laughs> Caves, uh, cave system in England, 1985. You're a LARPer. Uh, <laughs> right there that probably says enough just you're a larper the end <laughs> and for any of our listeners who aren't familiar with what larping is live action role play you should so, just look it up on the internet and it'll just show a big old picture of john the brit and then you'll know with a scar where his spleen used to be um but no if you've ever seen the movie uh what was the movie with paul rudd um and like sean william scott where role models Oh. They had they had the whole LARPing thing in there. So that's LARPing. Um, anyway, so he was LARPing and he had just splurged. Um, like I, I want to say it was over 100 pounds or something in 1980s money on a pair of suede role-playing boots for his shaman character. So they were going out to the caves where he knew it was going to be very muddy and he didn't want to ruin his new suede boots. So he... Um, tied plastic bags over his feet to keep the boots from getting muddy <laughs> now sorry so much <laughs> the cave system picture it again dear listeners this cave system in order to access it you have to cross a um railless bridge that's over a 17 foot gorge so john in england Br- so like <laughs> i'm picturing like this little cobblestone bridge and it's like little <laughs> archy thing and it's got <laughs> I know. like a little billy goat's grump going trip trap trip trap trip trap and there's a troll underneath it <laughs> there might have been it was larping so it's like right by number four puppies on the green <laughs> <laughs> oh man so he did not take into account that the bridge would also be muddy and hence slippery hence having plastic bags tied around your boots is not the best idea And he explained it this way. He remembered walking across the bridge, and then he remembered waking up in the hospital. 
and nothing in between because apparently he landed it wasn't the creek below it was a ravine with rocks so he landed below 17 feet below on the rocks and they could only get him out by helicopter (laughs) and (laughs) which i guess thank goodness for national health service so i couldn't imagine paying that bill so So they take him to the hospital. Here's what else National Health Service does. Um, So when they did the surgery to untwist his lung, because that happened. Has that even happened? Maybe his lung was twisted before, and that's why he had (laughs) asthma. (laughs) Maybe. So they went in to untwist his lung, and they're like, um, so when they talked to him when he woke up, they're like, so we took out your spleen. He's like, why they're like well when we got in there to untwist your lung it was twice the size it should have been and we didn't know it was an in if it was an injury from the fall or a possible mutation so we just removed it <laughs> and he's like number one you, you just took an organ number two i might be a mutant and that made him unreasonably happy <laughs> and if you've never heard of anyone losing a spleen in a larping accident now you have you're welcome um, another really good LARPing movie, by the way, Knights of Badassdom, if you haven't seen that. It's on Netflix. It's a great movie. That is a great movie. Highly recommend. Five stars. Because Summer Glow. Hello. Yeah, anyway. So moving right along, let's start talking about, like, actual things that could help people during social distancing. First oh. of all, we highly recommend drinking because that's how you don't kill your family. Yeah, you know what? I saw a meme just the other day that really spoke to my heart. And um, oh, I can't find it now. I sent it to you, though. I'm wondering how many people I mean, like, I'm wondering if there is going to be an increase. Obviously, people have talked a lot about there's going to be an increase in in babies, right? There's going to be an increase in divorces. (laughs) Yeah. There's been it's, some conversation about that, but I wonder if there's going to be a huge uptick in like family murders. You know, probably. Um, I, I found that meme, by the way, okay. which I'm very happy about. Do the it. real, the real emergency is going to be in 20 years when all these kids are adults running the world with a homeschool education brought to them by day drinking. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that was amazing, and I thought that was completely appropriate because I had spent the entire day before day drinking <laughs> due to. Other things going on in the world that were not related to COVID-19, but still. Oh. But I bet you're fun. right. I bet you're right, though, that we might see a lot more um, family family violence, which is sad, but and fewer people to respond to it because a lot of law enforcement, sure. it turns out, are exposed and are having well, to... The weird thing is people aren't going to know for a long time. Yeah. Like, think of how many people are probably sitting in the house with their dead family right now. That's super creepy, but this took a dark turn. Yeah, you know, we're not a true crime podcast, so we'll move on along. (laughs) Anyway, so no one get any ideas. I do want to say, though, I have been working from home for a very long time, like almost 10 years. And with that being the case, I know that my first few months working at home were terrible. Um, I wanted nothing more than to get out of the house. And of course, T was working in an office at the time. So he would come home and all he wanted to do is be at home. All I wanted to do is leave. Like he'd come home and I'm like, we are going out to dinner. Let's go. <laughs> and he's like, I just want to stay home. 
Millie would come home from school. She's like, no, we don't need to go out to dinner. And I'm like, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go someplace. So we kind of got to a, a place where we agreed that we would go out to dinner and then come right back home. We didn't have to go shopping or anything after that. We would just at least get mommy out of the house for a little while. And then after I would say six or seven months of that, I got to a place where I was like, eh, I don't care if we go out. I'm fine. Hmm. And now working from home, T also works from home. And there are times when by choice, we rarely leave the house. Now that said, there is a big difference between not leaving the house by choice and not leaving the house because you can't. Mm. Because I'm the type of person, the minute you tell me I can't do something, that's when I exactly want to do it. Yeah, I only want to do it. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, we can go through a drive-thru or something like that. But most of the time before this, we'd get done with work. We would just, like, go sit in the living room, order in, and that's fine. Now it's like, I really want to go out to eat and there's no place to go, (laughs) you know? Uh, So there's a, there's a few things though that I wanted to talk about with social distancing and and working from home. I have some pretty good tips for working from home. Some things that have helped keep me sane. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, no, I just, I wanted to say real quick, um, John the Brit also wanted me to mention, he goes, oh, so, because he had a similar thing, he has a, he works from home too, and he, every time, it's like, I want to go out this weekend, I want to do this weekend, I want to do this, and I'm like, I never want to, because I've had to fight traffic, St. Louis traffic, rush hour, so um, he's like, so I think what you should do is tell everyone how much you now understand where I'm coming from, that you want to get out of the house all the time, and I'm like, yeah, but I really wish we could hit a situation where you could realize where I had been coming from that I just want to get in and stay in because St. Louis traffic sucks. Anyway, yeah. there's that. Well, make him start driving every time you guys go out, make him drive. I like that plan. Okay, anyway, do continue. You are the expert in working from home. So I want to hear your tips because I'm so still adjusting. And these, these I think will help you as you're trying to adjust to this. First thing, try <laughs> Sorry, it's not COVID-19, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I swallowed my drink wrong. Uh-oh. No. Party Try and have your workspace, if possible, away from the rest of your house. Someplace you have to go to consciously, if you can do that. Um, That helps you create a work and a home. You have to go to your work. You have to go to it consciously. So that makes a big difference. If you can't do that, then have your work that you set up and take down or cover it up with a blanket. Make it so it's an actual thing you have to create a workspace every day. That's Mm. something that's kind of important. Um, And then clean your workspace before you start. Like, just straighten it up a little bit. Otherwise, you just tend to pile stuff there and think, I'm going to deal with this tomorrow when I get to work. You just pile stuff. I, I know that I do, but if you clean it up every day before you start, even if you're straightening the piles, at least you're starting your day fresh. That's excellent. That's a really good thing. Another thing, set your hours and keep them. If you usually get it to the office at 8.30, go to the office at 8.30. Sit down at your computer at 8.30. 
you know, have your morning routine. I have a morning routine every day. We get up, we have coffee, I watch the Today Show, and then I go to work at a certain time. I go to work at 8.30. Make sure you are eating, you know, getting up and eating and getting up from your desk at a, at a regular time. Um, but as, as far as setting hours, make sure that the hours that you're setting are approximate to the hours that you would keep at the office. Hmm. I mean, you can include your commute time. Like if you normally left for work at 7.30, sit down at your desk at 7.30. If you normally hmm. left the office at 4.30, get it from your desk at 4.30. You know, that that is really good advice because one thing I I usually get up at 5.30 in the morning to hit the morning commute in time and help the family get up and around and everything and still have my me time because I have to have my morning me time or I kill people. Mm -hmm. um, there's no dead bodies in my house, so I swear. Um, <clears throat> maybe. And um, <laughs> But, uh, I mean, that's I've been sleeping until 7 now, but I still make it a point because I'd be dropping AJ off at school and be on the interstate by 7.30 I'm in my chair in the dining room, which we, we don't typically use, so great space for it. I set, yep, I set up in the dining room and I start working. I'm very, very lucky right now, by the way. I completely acknowledge this because I know not all of our listeners are this lucky. Um, I'm able to work from home yeah. and get in my full time and do all my regular stuff. So, um, yep. those of you who've had to make other accommodations... Um, what's great is I know a lot of unemployment and uh, when you apply for unemployment, they have special dispensation for COVID-19. So you don't have to look for new work, right? which is awesome. Um, so here's another tip, get dressed, mm -hmm. like actually get dressed. Don't go to work in your pajamas. It doesn't have to look pretty. You don't have to look nice. You don't have to like get your makeup all did and make your hair pretty and all that stuff, unless you're going to be on camera when you may have to, but every single day I put on jeans and I put on shoes. Those are the two things that I do because those two things make me feel like I've gotten dressed and it makes me feel like I've accomplished something. So I might wear comfy pants if I'm not feeling great or if it's cold or something like that. But I almost every single day I wear actual clothes because it helps me feel like a person. I, that was something I had to struggle with, but I made myself do because I am a, on weekends, um, if I don't have to leave my pajamas, I don't leave my pajamas. Yeah, and, and that's different because it's a weekend, but yeah. it helps you separate your home from your work and it helps you have that kind of separation. And one of the things that's really important when you're working at home is to have that separation because otherwise your entire home can turn into work. Mm. And that's, that's, that's mm. something you kind of want to do. You want to make sure that your work and your home are separate. I mean, you don't, People think that if you work from home, like this isn't necessarily now, but generally people think if you work at home, you can just get up and go do the laundry or you can go do your whatever. You can mow the yard. And occasionally that's true. But most of the time, if you're working from home, you're chained to your desk. Yeah. So it's important that you keep those two things separate. Um, it kind of kicks off my next piece. Don't forget to eat or don't eat at odd times. Start your day with breakfast. Even if you don't eat like a big breakfast, have something. Like I have coffee while I watch the news. And then when I get up to go to work, Sailor goes to work too. That's our dog. He gets <laughs> up and goes to work. I give him a bone and I get a big glass of water and I bring that into the office with me. 
and I sit and I have that because I don't like to eat, eat first thing. And then sometimes I'll get myself after I drink my water, sometimes I'll have a snack or something like that. I try not to eat entire meals at my desk. Occasionally I might have to, but I try not to eat at my desk for a meal. I might have a snack at my desk or, you know, just like noshing on something, but I do take my meals away from my desk. It might not be a full hour for lunch or something like that, but I get up from my desk and I leave the desk and I go have a meal. You know, that's, that's another thing I've adopted. Um, 12 o'clock hits. I stop what I'm doing. I go have lunch with uh, John the Brit and AJ and I take the full hour with them and we talk and we chat, we watch stupid YouTube videos. And then when that hour's up, I go back and Mm -hmm. it's a way I can kind of satisfy the whole, you know, our son, the school's closed. Right. Indefinitely. Um, John the Brit, since um, he's between jobs, has been assuming uh, responsibility for getting AJ through all of his schoolwork, which I'm very grateful for because yeah my job gets a little intense at times even if i'm working from home and clearance leggings i stocked up on clearance leggings it was totally worth it um but uh yeah but i it's it's nice i still have my time with my boys yeah right over lunch and then i go back to it i might not get the full hour for lunch but sometimes t and i will get up and we'll go together and go out and get something to eat you know, hit the drive-thru and come back home, eat it, and then go back to work. It might not be the full hour. Lately, we've been sitting outside because it's been so nice. Like, sit out in the backyard and just enjoy the sun. And then while you're done, when you're done eating, you go back to your desk. But it's just, it's nice to get away from your desk, and it's really important to do. Another thing, just get up from time to time. My Apple Watch reminds me once an hour. I'm not great about listening to it, but I do get up from time to time. And this is your opportunity to do those little things around the house if you want to do that. If you've got five minutes, you can go unload your dishwasher or you can vacuum in the hallway and then do that. But you want to make sure you're keeping that separate from your work time. You're not trying to do that during a meeting or something like that. And don't obsess over what isn't getting done while you're working. If you're working in the kitchen, get your kitchen cleaned up and get your space prepared so you're not sitting there in a meeting looking at a sink full of dirty dishes thinking, oh my God, I need to get that done. You need to be thinking about work when you're at work. You need to be thinking about home when you're at home. So you're not looking at your computer thinking, oh my God, I didn't get those invoices taken care of. I didn't get this done. The things that get done at work get done at work. The things that get done at home get done at home. And you know, sometimes I will say there are times when you can combine a couple of them. And the only reason I say that is I do have a work colleague who we have a major filing um, that we have to get done in May. And he's like, anytime you need to call and talk about everything, that's totally fine. But he also makes it a point twice a day. And I need to incorporate this because I think it's a fantastic idea. He gets up and just takes a walk around the neighborhood so that and he that's gets completely fine. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And he's taken calls during his walks and we've talked about it and he goes, I need to, but I still need to get up and walk. It's a little Just, different, but yeah, I think that's completely yeah. acceptable. Yeah. And I think the last thing is it's really good to have humor, human interaction. And especially in this time, not with your family, <laughs> try and have some on camera meetings. Slack or WebEx or go to meeting, there's Skype, there's Zoom video. Um, you don't have to wear pants. You can wear shorts, you can wear leggings, you can wear whatever. 
But having that face-to-face interaction allows you to continue to have a personal relationship with your coworkers, and it helps convey emotions that text and email don't always do. Like, it doesn't mean that every meeting can't be an email, because this is the time when we find out what emails and meetings really can be separated, you know? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But I think that it's important to have that human interaction. I have a remote team that I manage, and I meet one-on-one, face-to-face with every single person on my team at least once a month, plus I have team meetings with the group of them. So I see them weekly, and I think that's super important. I I completely agree. One thing I love about the team I'm on, um, our team leader, um, for one thing, she just sends us random emails saying, okay, everyone, don't forget, you're totally okay to get up and walk around a bit, and don't forget to do it, because if anyone dies of deep deep vein thrombosis, I'm going to be really mad. We're like, (laughs) Thank you. Um, but you know, she wouldn't be mad. She'd be sad because that's who she is. But you know, she's gotta, she's gotta be bossy boss. Um, but uh, she'll do things like that, and our team will uh, occasionally because we we just take time to chat from time sure. to time, um, just because we also like each other as people, which I think is why we're one of the most effective teams in our organization. Thank you very much. Um, but we'll sit there and go, okay, so yeah, I just uh, uh, went for a walk in the park today and it was kind of nice and more people were in that park than I'd ever seen in my life. And it's kind of cool. So we're like, awesome. You didn't get within six feet of them, did you? Nope, I didn't. Then awesome. Good walk. Good <laughs> so, for you. Good for you at ignoring people, but nodding and solidarity. Waving That's great. From far away. That's right. <laughs> But it's just, I mean, it's things like that that are still, I want to hear about the woman whose mom is in the hospital and she's a little worried about not being able to go visit her because you can't go to the hospital and they won't let you in. I know. And I love this person I work with and it gives us all a chance to go, you know what? It'll be okay. You're doing what you got to do. She's safer if she doesn't have a visitor. You're safer if you don't go because you have asthma. I mean, that kind of thing. Yeah. And. And I think it's, you got to remember, you're still in a business, you're still doing all this stuff, but you still care about each other. And that's, that's you never want to lose the humanity. And, and I think that that's one of the things that's the most important through all of this. I think some of the things that I've been seeing online, all these sort of touching videos, like the people standing out on their balcony singing to each other and stuff like that. Oh. Those are the things that like really help you stay in touch with your humanity. And of course, in a neighborhood like we have, where people aren't, we're not super close. If we were in our old neighborhood where we used to live, probably everybody would be sitting out kind of in the street far apart from each other and just sort of yelling at each other (laughs) and talking and stuff like that. But, you know, it's not where we are now. So, Hmm. but last night we were out looking at the stars and it was cool because we could hear the people on the other side of the fence laughing. And it was just nice to hear that, just to know that there's people out there laughing still. And yeah, something else I think is awesome. I, I've talked about the drunk housewives several times. Mm-hmm. Um, we they had a Zoom meeting last week. Oh, that's fun. I know. I I couldn't participate, but they actually got a Zoom meeting and sat and just laughed and talked. And we're trying to organize a Cards Against Humanity online game because guess yeah. what? They're doing free online games right now. I saw that. That's so cool. And that's something I think has just been amazing about this whole experience is. 
yeah, a lot of the worst sides of humanity are coming out right now, but a lot of the best sides are too. And when Cards Against Humanity is one of the stellar examples, I think that's ironically awesome. I actually think there's been more good that I've seen than bad. Same, yeah. Which has been amazing. I think maybe originally, when the first panic hit, there was more bad because people didn't know what to think. Mm. And how would you? Because, I mean, you think about it, the last big thing to happen was like polio, which they developed. The flu of 1918 or whatever. Yeah. I have a woman on my team whose husband, she and her husband own a tattoo shop, which of course had to close down and they donated all of their PPE stuff including face masks and and, uh, shields and gloves and all kinds of stuff. They took everything that they had, which was like three months worth of supplies for them. Wow. Donated it to the hospital because they can't open up again until June 15th. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, that's really, you know, that I love the good sides of humanity. Um, I do too. I like the whole memes going around about how, you know, animals can't catch it. So here's all these things of cute animals doing cute things. Yeah. And I love, I can't remember if it's tweets from dog or what, but the one that the, the tweet that was like um, from a dog that was basically like, Oh, everyone was all excited when I showed up in the meeting again today. I'm the only thing holding their team together. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you are, dog. Yes, you are. It wouldn't be a cat doing it. <laughs> no, obviously not. Uh, even though I'm an admitted cat person, I'm, I I know cats well enough to know it would not be in a cat doing that. So um, I do think it's funny. I, I love that a lot of places like, I think it was Uber was saying they were waiving some of the fees they would typically charge to restaurants to help them stay in business. I think that's awesome. I do think it's hilarious that our last Uber um, Uber Eats person, um, like, dropped the food on the front door, ran to their car, and then texted it so it was there. That's how they do it now. I don't, I don't blame them in the slightest. There's a restaurant here, I declare. <laughs> and they're doing these, um, they call them social distancing packs. So their weekend social distancing pack was, like, two steaks, four burgers, a gallon of milk, two rolls of toilet paper, some potatoes, um, a bunch of some other <laughs> stuff. But it's like this cool whole package, and it includes toilet paper and milk, and I think that's hilarious. <laughs> that is. They're smart. Yeah. I mean, what great marketing. I know. And, and I uh, sent you a picture today, I think, of a restaurant here that had like a, I drove past and there was like a table sitting out front. It had like all these different kinds of alcohol at like wine and beer and all this stuff. And then a little bottle of hand sanitizer. So if you wanted to go up and see what they had, you could also hand sanitize. There we go. And you know, locally, <laughs> locally Anheuser-Busch has announced they're going to start making hand sanitizer because awesome. there's not enough on the market. So they're going to help know, pick up that slack. This drink could be hand sanitizer. And here's another quick tip. All those um, frat boys I used to go to undergrad with who would mix Kool-Aid with Everclear and call it wine for a wine and cheese party. Yeah, whatever. In <laughs> um, all um, seriousness, though, seriousness, though, if you feel like you have to make some handmade sanitizer, don't use Tito's like Tito's recommends. Use something like Everclear because you want at least a 60% alcohol 
um, by volume in there. And Everclear is like 90, 180 proof, which means it's 90% alcohol by volume. So nice. And I think I checked Friar Tux online for those in the St. Louis area. They still have Everclear. There you go. In nearly two liter bottles. So I do want to mention there are a lot of awesome things happening right now. Um, uh, Like even grocery stores are installing the plexiglass and having more lanes open so you can get through. Um, uh, The mortgage company thing. Yep. Mortgage companies, um, check with them because a lot of them are giving you grace periods on your mortgage payments because they know what's going on and that you might have been laid off and you might not be as lucky as we are to be able to work from home during this. And we admit we're lucky. Um, And there, you know, check with your local utility company because a lot of them are extending the cold weather rule and they will help you flatten out your bill to the extent they can. And make sure you're not shut off and you need the power the most. That goes for electric, gas, water, sewer, all that stuff. They want to make sure you're up and running um, as best you can. I mean, there's all kinds of things right now where people are doing their damnedest to make sure we're still rolling. And hats off to them. And especially hats off um, to everyone who works in the medical field right now because you guys are on the front lines of this pandemic and we cannot thank you enough for putting you got yourselves on the lines every single day for us and our health and safety. And to those folks who are working at the grocery stores and working at the convenience stores and, and the places that are stocking things to help us get what we need to people who are working at restaurants and delivering meals and doing all the things that are helping the folks who are hunkering down to do that. I mean, T and I have talked a lot about, is it better for us to be cooking at home or is it better for us to be trying to order out? And and we've been trying to kind of balance it a little bit and do a little bit of cooking at home and a little bit of ordering out. So we want to support the economy as best we can, but we also don't want to tax it too much. Yeah. And I can't remember, I, oh, I should have looked this up before we started recording, but there is, if you're in the St. Louis area, there is an organization right now that is partnered with a lot of local businesses um, to help support those businesses, you can buy a T-shirt from we'll, with like Blue Duck and Maplewood. We'll and tweet it will that give, out later. Yeah, and it'll give a portion of the proceeds from that T-shirt sale to the Blue Duck, so that when it reopens, it's not as financially hurt as it would be in the interim. And there are a lot more businesses other than Blue Duck. That's just one I can remember off the top of my head. So my apologies for everyone else I'd not personally mention. Because <laughs> that's how yeah, it rolls. There's a lot of there's a lot of places around that are are really good and and another shout out to the teachers who are really pivoting and adjusting to life as an online teacher. That's a huge adjustment and there's a lot to be said for what you're doing for the kids and it's not easy for teachers, it's not easy for parents and it's not easy for kids and I think everybody's doing their best to adapt and it's a changing time, it's a very difficult time and Hopefully this will be done someday soon. Uh, I do want to mention, though, uh, I mean, Jill and I are very lucky in that both of us are able to work from home. But um, we do feel your pain somewhat because both of us are geographically separated from our from children right now. Yeah. Um, I've mentioned before, my daughter is studying, studying, stuttering in my case, only with an L. (laughs) Um, But, you know, my Nina is currently in lockdown at our university in England right now. 
and she can't leave yeah. campus even. And um, Nina, I love you dearly. And you are such a fucking trooper. And I'm so proud of you because you've, she and her friends, like they bought a kit so they can make friendship bracelets in groups of two or three and not 10. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. And uh, she seems to be doing great. And I really appreciate that she and Millie are in contact. Millie is back in the Midwest with her dad. And I can't really get to her right now, but it's probably best that she's there instead of here in Dallas because we have a huge number of cases here and they don't where she is. So it's probably a good place for her to be. And as difficult as it is to be separated from her, um, it's also maybe safer. And so it's terrible to be separated from your kid at a time like this when you just want to hold them and make sure that they're safe. There was a moment that she also is... She's also immunocompromised. She has asthma and um, some other health issues that kind of require her to be looked after. So that's something that we have to keep in mind. And and um, we're just keeping on keeping on. And we talk to her every day on FaceTime. And thank God for that. And yeah. If it was going to happen at any time in history right now, when we can text, when we can FaceTime, and we can do all this stuff, that is the best time for yeah. it to happen. I yeah, mean, it it's a sucky time for any of this to happen, but can you imagine this happening in the 50s? No, it would suck worse. It would suck worse. Anyway, so, I will quit bringing us down. Let's all right, wind let's, this up. <laughs> let's go ahead and wrap up. We are, we, you and I, are keeping our six-foot distance between us, and we are succeeding at social distancing. In fact... We are 3,250,120 feet apart. I plugged it into the Google. So <laughs> that totally meets the standard. Way, way to go, you know, calculating it. That went right to my pedantic little heart. And, um, you know, I got to say, it's a, um, a pedantic, nice pedantic rule for this pedantically rule following lawyer to me. So, yay! <laughs> That was was a lot. That was a Um, lot. You know, we're always here for you. Whether we are actually here and you are there or whether you're checking out the website, alwaysneverwrite.com. We have a non-face-to-face way to contact us via the Contact Us page. In fact, listed there are many, many ways that you can contact us, including hitting us up on Facebook. Um, We did have a listener reach out to us. Arlene, we have you and... We're going to get to that topic here in the very near future for you. And I want to thank uh, Sarah for being the person to point out to me that I I put dead air on the air last week. Thank you so much for bringing that to my attention so I could fix it. Oopsie. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So don't forget to tell your friends that they can enjoy the podcast while they're on lockdown because it's the perfect time to binge. Yeah, binge listen, but not binge drink. I mean, Mm. it's okay to drink a little bit, but not binge drink. Healthy relationships with alcohol only. Oh, of course. Uh, That goes without saying, doesn't it? But um, you can tell your nearest and dearest so they can find us wherever they get their digital media. This has been an isolated episode of Always. (laughs) Never. Right. I'm Jill. And I'm Gina, and thank you so much for making us a part of your week. We'll talk more next week on this awesome show that's now awesomely, newly part of the awesome Podfix Network. My dolls, because I'm all about repetition this week. Thank you. Oh, my God. (laughs) You love me and you know it. Whatever.
<laughs> Whatever. I'm wearing overalls and it pissed you off from the very start. And I love it. Why you show up in overalls after we had this big long conversation <laughs> and people even took my side and they're like, overalls are stupid, yo. <laughs> Standard disclaimer. Always Never Right is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guiltiest sin assholes.